The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Mingxing was a native of Hanyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Yang. Good to have you join us. Farmers in China are getting old, and young people aren't staying on the land or getting into the profession. Who's going to farm the land in the future? How can the country secure its food and own the future of farming? And Midjourney and other AI software are producing photorealistic images at a quality level that some folks are calling downright creepy and too perfect. What are some of the telltale signs of AI generation? Generated imagery, and is it even possible to distinguish a real from a fake? For today's program, I'm joined by Huang Shen and Pearl in the studio. First on today's show. According to the Ministry of Natural Resources, China has nearly 30 million mu, or two million hectares, of cultivated land that are left idle or deserted every year. This space is as big as three Shanghai cities. Key reasons contributing to this phenomenon include demographic change in the farming population, economic return, and the willingness of becoming a farmer. So tell us. Why farming land is not desirable as a way of life or career choice for lots of folks in this country. Okay, so we can start with a question with regard to who would like to farm the land. So, if we are looking at the demographic picture of rural areas in China, we know that China has an aging population,、uh, with the rural elderly population growing faster. Than the urban one. So, if we are talking about young people, for them、um, uh, in rural areas, trying to、uh, pursue a job opportunity in urban areas is a trend favored by many of them. Then maybe、uh, elderly people they should shoulder the responsibility of farming the land. However. The population is aging in rural areas,、uh, according to China Daily data from the seventh national census in 2021, showed that the proportion of people aged 60 and 65 and above in rural areas has reached 23.8 percent and 17. 7% respectively, which are around 7.9 and 6.6 percentage points higher than the corresponding figure in urban areas.、Mm. Although China's urbanization rate has reached around 63.8%, 47. 
percent of the population aged above、uh, 65 and over, and 48 percent of the population aged 70 and over, they live in rural areas, accounting for nearly half of the total. So. By saying that, although the urbanization process is advancing, rural areas they still face the challenges of an aging population earlier than urban areas. This is according to the findings offered by、uh, the national census. So, if the population is aging in rural areas and the younger population is preferring of finding a job elsewhere, then here's a question. Who would like to farm the land? Right, and let me just try to paint you a picture of what the farm fields look like in China these days. That is, young people are simply not there. They're probably working somewhere else in a different city and、um, sending deliveries, working in a factory, doing anything. By the look of it, by the calculation of it, seems to be more.、Um, Could generate more income, and then therefore, what you see in the fields are gray-haired grandpas and grandmas working in the field, and there is only so much time that they can continue to do it. So this is the current situation that you see in the fields. Pearl, you're from South Africa. What is your observation? And also, after doing research,、um, is this? A situation that's shared by your country or elsewhere. Yeah, I think it's the same picture in South Africa as well as in many countries around the world. If you look at the stats in South Africa, it says the average age of a farmer is sixty-one. So if you go to farms around South Africa, you find old men farming. But also another added factor is that South Africa、uh, has a political history that. Has created a situation where a lot of the farmers are white males, and、uh, that's in a country where the majority of the population is black, and so that is a disparity that is being oh, it's being addressed by the government since the first democratically ele、uh, elected government took power in 1994. It's been a struggle、mm. to actually try and. And, and redress that situation. There, there've been many、um, programs that have been introduced to try and uh, encourage uh, an exchange between、uh, white farmers and black farmers、uh, to encourage people to learn more about farming and also to share. Equipment and knowledge, as well as skills, so that you have、uh, more skilled、um, black farmers participating in、uh, farming in the country. But that process has stalled. It has been very slow、uh, because it involves、uh, negotiations, as well as offering what the farmer, a white farmer who wants to sell his land or farm to the government, so that they can redistribute it to、um, black farmers.、Um, You know they have to consider what is their property worth, what is their farm worth, and sometimes it can be an unfair process on the farmer or the the government who wants to offer a, what they think is the market price for the farm. So those are the issues that、uh, in South Africa、um, many people are facing, and、um, mm. but we do see that there are young people that are coming in to.、Um, Take up farming, and、um, you know, f- 
farm chickens and for farm goats, farm even even vegetable farming is also becoming a bit popular amongst young people. So that's encouraging. I think that's encouraging. Right. You bring up such a good point that is key to looking at. Uh, agricultural development, as well as、um, the establishment of farms, as such, that is, you know, the rights to the land. And、uh, if it's not hereditary, then getting into the business can be quite hard、uh, in South Africa, by the sound of it, because this threshold is. Right up there, and in China,、um, when we talk about farming, a lot of the times I think folks have this idea that oh, oh, actually this is something that some of the younger people who might be originally from the rural areas and then、um, could be doing a white collar job in cities now. You could be doing、uh, any kind of job in cities now and. Earning a higher income, but sometimes,、um, some people sometimes people say that I have something to fall back to. That is, 大不了回家种地 So, but but that that notion of oh, if the worst comes to worst, I'll go home and farm the land is not really an option for a lot of young people these days. Because、um, also here in China,、um, for the millennial generation and the Gen Z generation, a lot of these young people, maybe originally from the rural areas, don't. How to farm? Farming、That's、is a、true. technical thing, isn't it? That's true.、Mm. Uh, a lot of people, as you mentioned, a lot of young people don't find farming attractive,、mm. and so what they think is that. It's backward. Something that's backward for them. They're more up to speed with, you know, electronics and you know, working in the city, the fast life in the city. That's more up to their speed. Whereas in rural areas, life is a bit slow, and there's a lot of manual work. Farming involves a lot of manual work, and young people tend to be more、uh, apt working behind a computer or something like that. So, I think. One of those,、uh, or some of those issues, actually discourage young people from, you know, taking up farming as the as a profession, or just working in their in their little plots at home in the rural areas. I know I grew up、um, in a semi-rural, even though it's a city, but on the outskirts. So we grew up farming, but not for. Uh, selling just for cons- consumption,、mm-hmm. uh, so it was just an activity, a traditional activity in the family. Yeah, an interesting fact is that recently in China, I think the appeal of farming is picking up because, like, we are seeing some reality shows. They are trying to focus on this regard, and by that I mean、uh, they will encourage. A bunch of young people. I mean, most of them are guys, and to the farmlands and trying to develop、uh, the new techniques of、uh, how to farm a land. And、uh, I think some people are following that reality show, and definitely some media reports are talking about that new trend. Besides seeing young. Talented people, you know, dancing and singing on the stage. Now they're going to the farmland, and also I would say it depends on how about the process of modernization in your hometown. I know in some really well-developed villages, 
uh, they do have the attractiveness for young people, especially those people who were born there, and they would like to uh, go back to their hometowns to contribute to the local、uh, development. I think this is a very good message to learn because、uh, in recent years the country is introducing smart agriculture into the farmland, and we are seeing many、uh, measures as well as development、um, in place. And I think for many farm. Farmlands now they are、uh, deploying some、uh, smart technologies such as you know you can use the drones to spray、uh, the pesticides or you can use the drones to spray the water or any other stuff for the growth of the plant and sometimes you can use、uh, high tech methods to save water and to improve productivity. There are so many things out there, but still, how you can make these conditions attractive for young people? Is a crucial thing because we would like to attract young people to go back to、uh, farmlands or rural areas and to develop the new style of farming because we know we need these talents.、Uh, so if you teach all these、um, elder farmers to use the cutting edge equipment, it could take a very long process, and I don't know how much they can take it in. But if These young people who are ambition,、uh, who are ambitious, and who are really into this field, and they can go back to the farmlands by using their expertise. It will be a very bright future. But we also need to think about the reality that is like how much you can earn、mm. by doing this. So definitely, we want to encourage young people to go back to rural areas to,、uh, you know, boost the yields and to make. A、uh, high quality to achieve high quality agricultural products, but is it really lucrative for young talents? So they have to weigh the pros and cons. And if the treatment, the welfare, as well as the income are good enough, I'm pretty sure people will be attracted by such conditions and preferential policies and go back. But if you cannot provide a very promising job prospects as well as welfare other issues. Young people are quite realistic as well. I agree with you there on the on the use of TV programs to encourage young people to get involved in agriculture.、Uh, it seems like a number of countries, even in South Africa, I think there is a show that encourages it teaches、um, farmers how to you know do normal things in farming. Even with finances, how to access finances、mm. and so on. So there have been programs like that, and I think that's one way of. Reaching out to young people to get involved as、uh, the older generation ages out of、uh, the profession,、uh, and also I was reading up on what is happening in the UK.、Mm. Similar crisis they are facing with what is happening in China as well as in South Africa and other countries. The US same problem. The average age is sixty. Average age of farmers is sixty, and、uh, Barclays, I think, in twenty twenty two did a a a, a research、um, where they they found out that、um, a lot of people are discouraged because of misconceptions、mm. about farming.、Um, I mentioned earlier that people, young people, might think farming is backwards, and also they think that it takes a lot of work, and they also see that a lot of farms are failing. So why should I bother? So those are some of the things that 
come into mind of a lot of people and they also don't have if they can't inherit the land mm. or the farm then it will be difficult for them to actually survive so what Barclays came up one of the one of the programs they came up with was uh, to use a celebrity <laughs> so this uh, member that. a former member former member of a boy band gang um, band J, um, it's called JLS. I'm not sure. I don't uh, know the band. I watched the other reality show, <laughs> Clarkson's yeah. Farm. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He farms turkey, turkeys. Oh, yeah, he's wow. got turkeys. So they used him as the face of this campaign. It's called Farm the Future. Oh, hashtag wow. Farm the Future. So he was used, and people know him. So one of the uh, things they identified in the research was that young people find that. They can't relate to farming and they don't have like role models that they can look mm. up to. So this guy, he's a former superstar, music boy band member. So he can relate to young people. People can look at him and say, oh, yeah, I like his music. So what is he doing now? And they start following him uh, and seeing what he's doing in, in agriculture and he's farming turkeys. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and he seems to be successful. Wow. So those kind of things or those kind of uh, campaigns, I think they can work. We need to maybe tap into those uh, areas a bit more. Right. Well, that sounds to be a pretty good short term way to do this, maybe. But I think the root problem is what uh, Huang Shan mentioned earlier, that is, everybody's realistic, right? When it comes to our own uh, livelihoods, we will, no matter what kind of mathematical education you received, you'll be able to add up the factors and see, is it profitable? Can I um, raise a family on this? Is it enough to sustain my lifestyle as such? And traditional farming in China simply is very difficult to compete mm. on that front. And um Pearl, you mentioned like these different ways of farming, of raising turkeys, um, maybe having, did you say an orchid or something like planting, planting fruits or something? Yeah, you can yeah. buy fruits. All, all those kind and of things. Herbs. herbs. Yes. Mm, and here in yeah. China, though, when we break it down of agriculture, what is holding us back? It is grain plantation. Mm. So all kinds of rice, uh, wheat, and these kind of grains takes up more than 60% of all agriculture in this wow. country. And you know what? It is the least profitable. So mm. in China, planting, let's say, tangerine trees, uh, farming chickens, and those kind of things, they're all more profitable than making these staple foods that our diet in this nation heavily depends on. And that's a problem. So we did a little digging and see, is it that the uh, price of grain is just too cheap and then it's hurting our farmers. But actually, if you compare it internationally, it doesn't defer that much. So then where is this expensive cost that is costing everybody? Then it is the human cost. When you think about this, it's really counterintuitive because we tend to think we are a country of 1.4 billion people. Therefore, human hiring people is not that expensive. And think about these little farms and you've got people working on it and then it should be, shouldn't be that expensive when in reality it is. The cost 
、uh, the human cost is high. And if you compare this with the U.S., which is a very developed、um, country when it comes to farming, planting corn in China is one is eleven point seven times more expensive than in the U.S. Planting wheat is sixteen. Times more expensive in China than in the U.S. When I saw these figures, and I also would recommend you to look at this、uh, video produced by 36KR, and it breaks it down for you. And then it was just shocking to see how really expensive it is in China to do this farming. And of course, we want to ask the question: Why? Why is it that you know it? it Boils down to this situation, and it comes down to the very small scale of、mm. farming in our country, and and also,、um, you know, just to drop more figures on you and see what you come out with it.、Um, in countries such as the U.S., if we may use it as the example here,、um, it has sort of the luxury of feeding just four point. Four、uh, percent of the world's population, with sixteen point five percent of the world's arable land, and in China, we feed a fifth of the world's population, with only a tenth of the world's arable land. So, when we look at this situation, then it is we're at this. Dire situation of a point in history that we need to talk about how to modernize our farming. And agricultural industry, and it's not easy. Given also what、mm. I mentioned earlier with the small scale of, of of farms as such, so Huangshan, could you help us to figure out this? There's no quick fix, obviously, but you know, just this complicated situation that we're in. Yeah, because you know that farming grains definitely is. Less lucrative, but that's a necessity because we have one over one point four billion people to feed, and now we have to face. There are some realities in the country that a significant portion of farming in China is still done on very small scale plots of land,、uh, which makes it very difficult to use large scale machinery、uh, in a very efficient manner. So this makes it very challenging for farmers to afford such big expensive machinery. And use such equipment on small plots of land. This is a very common situation in China. Another one is about the cost consideration.、Uh, so He Yang has mentioned the the manual labor, the price, everything. And if we would like to going through that upgrade of、uh, agriculture sector, then we need to introduce more high end、uh, machines and the technologies. This is. Price. I mean, this is a price to pay, and who will cover that? Definitely, every year the country has some special funds、uh, designated to this development. But、uh, we still need more because it's quite expensive. Because you want to、uh, first put the hardware there, the facilities for sure, and then you need the soft power, which means the people and the talent.、Mm. So if you want to have a very comprehensive, smart agriculture layout, it's a big investment, and it will. 
needs it needs time for sure. And the other one is about land fragmentation because it is also a very significant cha- challenge in the country with small land holdings divide among multiple families. This makes it very very hard to introduce uh, like uh, machineries uh, as it requires large continuous areas of land to cooperate. So. There are so many problems in there, and maybe we have to solve it one by one. And also, China is huge. You、right. have to look into different regions, different particular villages. So, it it requires a lot of efforts for sure. Right? Can I just add one thing to what Huang Shen just mentioned there? Like on our show as well, we've talked about smart agriculture in the past and all these exciting new technologies that have been implemented. On the vast land of China, and that is happening. And really great examples would be Bi、uh, Guiyuan and Bei Da Huang. These are two very large.、Um, Farming companies, maybe you can call them that, and to some extent, and then they、um, make farming very efficient, and they have these high-tech tractors and all kinds of equipment, and then they also have the.、Um, it, it's definitely an advantage, I think, to operate on vast plains. But in China, we also have such different types of land, and there. Are a lot of land in this country that are difficult for these huge、uh, tractors, American, UK style, to be operating, and that's why it's difficult or almost impossible sometimes to use these already existing so-called high-tech equipment. And I suspect this calls for maybe innovation. Of our own that can address these very real needs as such, because you know every country's, you know, land climate situation could be different or whatnot. This is such a big topic, and Pearl, you have the privilege of. Speaking the last one minute on this topic, <laughs> I mean I support mechanization in agriculture. Yeah,、uh, but as I mentioned that. Uh, some of the farmers are smallholder farmers,、yeah. uh, and so that's the situation also in South Africa and in many other developing countries. And so I would say maybe because、uh, of our maybe our profile in Africa, we are a very young. Uh, population, but、uh, we have a huge unemployment problem. So if we introduce Machines to replace、um, to replace、uh, workers on the farm, then it's a challenge. So we need to create a balance between the two,、um, uh, and uh, there's a lot of research that needs to be done so that we do not、uh, replace or remove people from employment unnecessarily. Right, that's a really good point. And in China, considering how fast the population is aging, then we need to really look at these issues in the agricultural area. We'll be back. Deep Dive, Roundtable.
You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Huang Shen and Pearl in the studio. Coming up, AI technology just got so good in generating unbelievably realistic fake images. Seeing is simply no longer believing. How worried should we be? And it's actually really good to let your mind wander and do nothing. Yes, yes. I know you might find that to be a luxury. A university in China has set up special areas for mind wandering or fadai in Chinese. Do you like the idea? Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. When you're there and you're so inclined, please give us a five star review. It will help other folks find the show. Or you can send an email or voice memo to ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Your voice could be aired on the show. Now on Roundtable. Well, let's continue today's discussion. Artificial intelligence, or AI, has made monumental strides in recent years. AI image generators like DALL-E and Midjourney now have churned out astonishingly realistic graphics, which blur the line between real and fake. Most recently, Midjourney's creators have shut down its free trial due to here I quote from CEO David Holtz, extraordinary demand and trial abuse. End quote. So, please help us refresh our memory on what is AI and fill us in how photorealistic are these AI-generated images. Yeah, so Midjourney it is a text-to-image AI generator that allows users to create high-quality resolution images, and it is also one of the most popular platforms on the market nowadays.、Uh, I think the latest edition of Midjourney is absolutely mind-blowing for many people because the pictures、um, the app created. Too realistic, or to a level that is hyper realistic. So for some people, they may interpret it as a mind blowing invention. Other people's, other people, they think this is quite creepy because this is not staying at a level of generating a painting, an image, but it's more like a photograph. So when AI can reach that level, I mean, especially. That height, then I think human beings should be worried about it、mm. because is it too soon to get there? That's my concern. And、uh, I think another highlight of this invention or this new achievement is about、um, one is the resolution and、uh, the realistic perspective, and with fewer errors for sure. And what the other part is about the.、Um, The like、uh, the details of the hand.、Yes. So in the past, many、um, insiders are criticizing those、uh, AI generators when it comes to a text to image.、Uh, when they are talking about the errors or the drawbacks of such AI generators, it is all about oh, you know, they are not good enough because they still cannot、uh, give you a full portrait of. The hand,、mm. the details of the hand, but apparently this problem has been solved or be improved. So this is quite scary, in my opinion. Yeah, this AI can even get the hand right. How do you feel about this, Pearl? Does it freak you out a little bit? Have you checked the images? Yeah, the one that I saw online、um, was of Pope Francis wearing a puffer jacket.、Uh. Um, I immediately thought it was fake because I don't see him ever wearing that, <laughs> looking like a rapper. <laughs> <No way. laughs> 
you know. So th- without even knowing that it was fake, I just me- immediately thought this is fake. And then uh, I learned that oh, it was AI generated. And uh, yeah, it is spooky <laughs> to say yeah. the least about it. And I also saw Elon Musk. Uh, did a similar pic or oh, I don't know if he did it or someone else mm-hmm. generated that one of him wearing a puffer jacket also and you know looking like this big rap star or something like that and uh, it was also a bit I mean I that one I wouldn't have known had it come before the the Pope Francis one mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known because uh, Elon Musk can do anything like he can go crazy any day <laughs> He not does do some outrageous <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm 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 a bit I'm not skeptical about this development, but you know, I do understand the the pros and cons of it. Um you just stated some of the, you know, the issues with it where it can be used to misinform people or depict false images of uh people we've seen that uh, uh we've seen some lewd pictures that have mm-hmm. been uh, generated of world leaders and so I think such things need to be curbed um, in some way maybe there needs to be some restrictions some rules that they come up with I I think right now there is that debate that's been generated since we've seen all these images circulating online right and it's encouraging well in the past if you see somebody do a painting or or use the uh, computer to generate a painting or whatnot as there are small things that gives it away but now the freaky thing is like you look so closely at the thing and you still can't tell unless you're maybe a specialist or yeah for the average discerning eye of the public it can be difficult to tell if this is real or fake thanks to the latest of AI image generating technology and then the few examples that Pearl you just gave me at least they were famous people so Mm. it's actually easier for us to tell that it's real or fake because you know that a certain formal uh, a f- president of the United States has not been indicted yet. And therefore, if those photos are out there, then you know it's a fake. But if it's an average person, if it's a nobody that nobody knows how this person looks like, and then suddenly it's all what latest AI technology generated image and it's out there, then it's almost impossible to tell oh, this is a fake. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about this in one of the shows we did where people are using AI for deep fake mm-hmm. uh, images videos, and yeah. videos to create um, lewd um, portrayals of people in compromising situations. So if now this is perfected to look very realistic, uh, it'll be something hard to do or challenge mm-hmm. I think because now people might just argue it's real when they know it's not real and then others uh, are, are left to try and fight a losing battle in a way you know to, to argue that this is not me I'm not this person you know that kind of thing so those are the challenges that I foresee coming up um, but there's also the issue of creating an image uh, of a maybe a popular photograph that is uh, expensive and then you sell that off 
as as the genuine uh, photograph and you earn money from it um which is illegal because mm. there are copyright issues and right now there are court challenges especially in the US over copyrights um related to AI generated images and uh, Midjourney is also one of uh, the, the 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 companies that is being sued so I think out of this we might see some positive developments in terms of the rules what are the rules of the game because now we need to come up with new rules of the game because this is new territory uncharted territory when it comes to technology and AI right and these programs just are getting better and better trained on billions of images that are usually scraped from the internet without their original creator's knowledge or permission and therefore lawsuits ensue that makes perfect sense and but these ai's are already trained you know mm. and also Huangshan, is there still a glimmer of hope in the sense of is it possible for me this average person to tell or you know what what signs possibly that can differentiate between like real and fake at this moment with this latest AI or or am I just up for a game that that is you know up 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 to fail <laughs> I think you can still tell the difference let's be honest is although it's very realistic but there are still some features that can give it away because at the end of the day it's AI generated so I think the reason why at the very beginning um this uh text to image ai generator stormed the internet at least in china is because of a photo or an image because um it generated a picture however people were guessing is this a picture of, of a real couple or this is a painting mm-hmm. or it is just a random image so this the reason why uh discussions debate were going around with this uh software um but if you look deeper and inside you can tell yeah it has made some improvements such as um the skin textures uh look really perfect mm-hmm. really detailed compared to other image generators and it looks more realistic for sure or even sometimes insiders say it's more um cinematic lighting has been put into place in a creation of the photo and better reflections glares and shadows more express more expressive angles or overviews of a scene however it's still not real so yeah that's the reason why human beings are here if we are the people who to judge is this piece of work has value then we can give it a final say because we know it's ai generated but you know now it's just the fifth edition or something yeah. like that what about the 10th edition or yeah. maybe in 10 years time and an untrained mind or oh, i cannot tell <laughs> let's be honest a lot of fakes go around uh, on the internet and people get fooled by these uh, images because they don't know and and that's very dangerous right. and so i mean there was one image of a french protester you know that there is this protest protest that's going on in france over some of the reforms pension reforms that are being proposed or being undertaken by the government and people are angry over those and they've taken to the streets millions of people and one of the images is an old, is of an old woman it was ge- it was generated via ai and uh, the woman is bloody and all that what if that image had angered created more right. anger in the in, in society and created riots so those are some of the dangers that we may face with ai
that does sound very dangerous. Because if this technology gets used in the wrong hands to fan the flame, then it is not good. And well, sort of on a lighter note, just to respond to what Huang Shan said earlier. I have this really ironic thought that well, it doesn't make the human race look too good, but with such powerful AI in、uh, light, then does it mean that、um, you know it's like the imperfections of humans can become our trademark in the age of AI? In the sense, I'm a Average-looking person, and then you know my pores look a little bit big today because I didn't. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I didn't have a good night's sleep last night. And then an image of Huyang in this state would be easily distinguishable, as opposed to the photos that you. Oh, sorry, the images that you've all probably already seen on the internet of the perfect couple. So therefore, does this mean that Huyang will have a reason to exist? But those Perfect-looking models,、um, and okay, models are real people, and also those、um, painters or creators that draw the perfect paintings. Then they are possibly going to be out of a job because if we can generate so many perfect models in image, then why do you need? To find all those beautiful people in real life, and you know what a relief. Well, who knows? I was just gonna say, no need to to do plastic surgery or whatnot. You know, that's not gonna make you into a supermodel anymore. But maybe I'm going too far. So, do you see that ironic thought that you know maybe the imperfections of us can actually make us have a reason to being in the future? I have to disagree with yes, that. Yes, please do. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm not getting you correctly, but people will still—I mean—will still remain. Okay,、um, let's make it less radical. Then it's yeah, not、okay. the humans. But what about the people who are, you know, the graphic designers, the、um, other kind of designing creative geniuses out there who, you know, they used to be able to make a living by. Coming up, drawing these pictures either by hand or on the computer, but now this line of work seems to be easily replaced by AI, text-generated AI. So do you do you feel that's okay for them to lose their job, to become obsolete? Well, because yeah, another you, thing is we、that? as、uh, people in the media are going to be obsolete also because、uh, especially journalists. I was reading something about、uh, what is happening in、uh, Germany,、mm-hmm. and、uh, Germany. What's the name of the company now? It's a publishing company,、okay. Axel Springer. They this year announced that they're going to cut jobs, and、uh, one of their main titles, or two of their main titles, is、um, Built and、um, Develt. Those are two newspapers、mm. that they have, and they're going to be cutting journalists. From those、uh, publications, why? Because of AI. Because、mm-hmm. why? They're saying, well, we can do this now through AI. We can do some of the basic、uh, journalistic jobs、uh, via AI、um, design and so on. So that is not that does not sound good、mm-hmm. for us in this industry, as well as others who will be affected,、uh, especially in the creative field. Yeah, and.、Um, 
And so I, I, I'm really concerned about that one. <laughs> I might be out of the job soon because of AI. Mm, that doesn't make me sleep better at night. No, I don't think so. <laughs> this makes me not sleep better in another sense that if, let's say, journalists who... Oh, they say that you just write up a simple report and mm. you're replaceable. Then also, what about investigative journalism? Because a whole bunch of what why journalism matters is that it's not just reporting the news of the obvious things, but also it takes in-depth legwork and you know intelligence work to like to um, expose things. That happen in society to direct attention to corners of society that doesn't get the very much needed attention, and if you don't think this is valuable work, or if there isn't really the financial reward for these kind of jobs, because everything's easily taken over by AI, then what kind of society? Are we going to end up with?、Um, so I but, think、yeah. the cri- critical thinking is a valuable asset. I think back in my journalism school, my teacher, my professors always told us that you have to be curious about things going around in your country or around the world. You have to be、uh, very critical in so many things, and I think this reminds us. Once again, that you need to preserve your curiosity, your critical thinking, and your creativity for sure, because how you can compete with these AI-supported software and applications, I think, is your human touch. So it once again tells us you have to be unique, and how you can preserve your uniqueness. That is a very big question, and I find it's very interesting when some internet users they did experiment when the free trial was still available. Like how to tell、uh, the AI generated pictures are fake. So they、uh, they just trying to draw us a picture that you know for this particular software, it's very good at、uh, depicting the usual create. Creatures, or、uh, such as human, or the well-recognized、uh, animals like cats or dog, but sometimes they it makes errors in some special、mm-hmm. animals like let's say whales or finless porpoise or very exotic animals, and also when it comes to characters, it's very good at imitating the details of those celebrities. But it comes to uh uh. V- virtual characters, such like a person, a, a figure from the manga or animations,、mm-hmm. they don't do a very good job, and sometimes it's about style. So when it's coming to a very imaginary style, we still need a real human being artist、mm-hmm. <laughs> to come up with, you know, the new Van Gogh, the new、uh, Kisama. Yayochi, or can't remember her name properly.、Um, and then you, you need human creativity in that sense. But also,、um, before we go on to the next topic, Pearl, you mentioned it's the government's role, or the government needs to take up more responsibility in regulating this whole thing before it's too late.、Um, but I sometimes feel that. The government policymakers might not be in touch with the utmost frontier of technology and development, and therefore, 
how do you or how should we tackle this situation we're already in? But my understanding is that、uh, lawmakers in parliaments around the world, or most from what I know back in South Africa, is that lawmakers they have teams that can do the research for them on 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 particular subjects, and then from that they are able to craft legislation. But it's different in the U.S. I know there are lobby groups that influence、uh, lawmaking in 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 countries such as the U.S. But、uh, I think we need to involve people. Role players, corporations that are in the industry to craft the necessary rules and regulations、right. that will be the guardrails for all of us who want to partake in this uh, new uh, era of AI. Yes, and there's just so much happening, as the layman feels under the hood that we simply don't have access to, and there needs to be more transparency. Ideally, I think.、Um, That means we need to hold the companies who are gem- generating and creating these technologies responsible and accountable. And I don't necessarily think that it is up to the person who uses it at the downstream application to need to figure this thing out. And the fast development is also a distraction from what could be a more responsible development of AI technology, which could focus more on auditing, governance, fairness, and ethics, and building those guardrails that Pearl you just mentioned. And also, didn't Elon Musk and a whole bunch of other AI leaders, so to speak, in the industry, come up with some kind of announcement of a moratorium、yeah. on? Um, the development of AI, but it's not signed by everyone, and we'll still need to I mean, see. I mean, the fact that we still have a debate is good. I think so too.、Mm. Coming up next, a university offers students special places for mind wanderings. Isn't it a brilliant idea? Stick around, and we'll find out more on that. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable, where East meets West, and understanding is the goal. It's the hour of Roundtable with myself, Hu Yang. I'm joined by Pearl and Hong Shen in the studio. If you sometimes feel too busy to stop and smell the roses, you're not alone. Some designated areas in a university in South China's Guangdong Province have become a hit online. They have these special zones in the school library. Uh, which are set up for students to let their mind wander or just to space out. So, you like the idea? You'll sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign up? Because this sounds very interesting. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about this, Huang Shen? Because you know we're all working adults.、Mm. <sighs> the good old days of being a college student, but you know these college students are. Apparently, stressing out as well. So, of course, papers,、yeah. uh, final exams, and should I continue my、uh, higher education or not? Where should I find my job? Where's my future is? So, there are so many questions have been bothering the contemporary university students. So, I think it's great to have such a place that 
offers you a place to recharge and to relax. Especially, I think it's a very fascinating idea that this university has placed the special zone inside a library. So when you are having a long day study, then why not to take a physical as well as mental break? Because you want to preserve your creativity. You want to be productive. But if you just keep studying, I don't think how effective that will be. So this is a very Good reminder that no matter how hardworking you are, you still need to take a pause. Right? Yeah. Could you explain to me why is it that some people say, "Oh, it's doing nothing," but actually, you know, just wandering, having your mind wander? Why is that good? How is that beneficial for us? First of all, let's be real. Adulting is hard work. It's stressful when you're an adult and you are now functioning as an adult. It's very stressful, and that's what young people in colleges and universities are experiencing because they are starting out as adults now. They have to juggle all this、uh, multitask and so on, and that is very, very、uh, stressful. You know, it can be stressful, especially for people who have a lot of other. Added pressures from elsewhere at home or other parts of their lives. So this is a good idea. I'm I'm very much for it.、Um, but、uh, the pro- I mean, people saying it's it's being lazy, not doing or liking to work. Come on, people. We need to reach even batteries. They get depleted and must be recharged. So that's how our bodies also work. If you ask people in the in, in who have、uh, knowledge. Yeah, and I think people、um, in that age maybe they have been educated to be hardworking and trying to avoid of being idle. But what's wrong with that? Because later when you enter the workforce, you will realize you know it's <laughs>、oh, very、no. precious to have some、yeah. quality time to、mm-hmm. just like be with yourself and to meditate or just to relax.、Um, I think just in workplace we have the workplace burnout, and many countries are advocating. For、uh, the recreational activities for grownups, because at the end of the day, you work to leave, not you know leave to work. So I think that's the life philosophy. Yeah,、um, working is. I'm gonna、uh, reiterate this again. Working is not the end goal. The end goal is happiness in life. Love However, yourself. However, you define it, yeah,、mm. absolutely, and I like the way that Huang Shen、uh, defines it. Or、um, so, therefore, you know, enjoying what you do and finding meaning in what you do is really important in life. And most of us need to make a living, so therefore, you know, it complicates things a little bit. Even if you're not happy, because we know it's hard for to get everyone happy, but just make a little, cut out a little space in your life、mm. for relaxing. You know, spacing out, just giving your mind a break. Yes, absolutely. And、um, a university is quite thoughtful in coming up with this kind of arrangement. And you know, for busy working adults, do you think that maybe we need this as well? But the thing is, the free,、uh, the liberating thought about this is that you can do it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You、um, don't have、Google、to go to a special tra- room. Trailblazer here.、Uh-huh. Google has those pods where people can、mm. just go and chill, space、yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yes, and、uh, South Korea has the、uh, the Green Lab. I think it's called the Green Lab, where you can rent out space to just chill.、Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. And today, just take 
time to smell the roses, enjoy those little things about your life, your family, your spouse, friends, the sun and wind, the drizzle and rain. Forget about the thorns and the pains and the problems that they cause you, and enjoy life if you can. That's it for today's roundtable. We'll see you next time. <laughs>